Hello and welcome to DigFinVox, Voices in Digital Finance. I'm your host, James DiBiazio. If you enjoy the program, please give us a like, and that's a knock-knock to the YouTube algorithm. My guest today is Val Yap, founder and CEO of PolicyPal, a Singapore-based insurtech. We talked about how the company has grown, her own recent acquisitions, growth strategy, trends for insurtechs, and of course, Val Yap is also writer of a memoir, and we talked about how her book has affected the lives of other entrepreneurs. Val Yap, uh, absolute pleasure to have you on Digfin Fox. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. And uh, I should also point out that uh, we are both uh, part of a, a bigger organization, so we're sort of cousins. Um, both of us are part of AMTT Digital. Uh, so uh, this is the first time I think I've done uh, an interview with uh, somebody sort of in in the wider group. So uh, so this is a first and hopefully not a last, but uh, uh, great, great to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to be under uh, one big umbrella, the big brother, AMTD. Brother, yeah, okay, <laughs> terrific. So. Um, but you started PolicyPal uh, before that, uh, before they, they acquired you. So just tell us really briefly uh, the mission that you've brought to the marketplace in Singapore and how things have evolved. Yeah, definitely. So I started PolicyPal uh, six years ago, 2016, uh, with a mission to actually empower like individuals and also like small medium businesses to understand their entrance policies. Uh, and like like we actually use uh, AI technology to scan your uh, existing insurance policy, explain the coverage details, and then provide recommendations. Uh, so we have evolved a lot over over the years uh, from insurance policy management, gotten our insurance broker license through the MES FinTech Sandbox, uh, distributing general insurance products from travel, pet, car insurance. Uh, a few years ago, we launched uh, like digital endowment policies uh, that actually grew a lot. Um, actually, like I, I, from what I remember, was like um, last year during COVID. No, actually COVID it was started in 2020. Uh, 2020, like our sales grew 40 times uh, because everyone was stuck at home and they started using uh, digital platforms like PolicyPal. Uh, so that was also the year that uh, we joined the uh, big family, AMTD. So uh, in 2020, uh, we got acquired by AMTD Group. So ever since then, I've uh, been working very closely uh, with the team. And last year we just launched uh, in Hong Kong. So it's a AMTD Policy Power Hong Kong app that's available for download where basically uh, residents uh, of like uh, people in Hong Kong can actually start using Policy Power uh, to do their insurance policy management and also inquire for financial advisory. So we partnered together with uh, AMTD Resolution to launch this uh, because basically AMTD Resolution has been around for uh, two decades so far. So basically they bring uh, lots of uh, like like experience as well as the know-how of the local market where we actually bring our technology expertise. So it's a very good, like I would say, very good marriage and also like collaboration. 
that we both uh, bring in our own expertise to launch. Uh, and it was done uh, during the Hong Kong uh, FinTech week. So a lot of uh, like interest that like actually came in. Uh, also during that period of time, we acquired a, a, a company that um, originally was based in the US focusing on Asia market called Value Champion. Uh, so Value Champion is uh, basically an online platform that actually help you understand um, like all the different financial products out there. So they're present in um, Singapore, Hong Kong, India, and uh, South Korea. So basically Value Champion uh, was a spin-off from Value Penguin, uh, which is a very big uh, fintech company from the US. Uh, so uh, they decided spin-off Value Champion to focus on Asia market. Um, and then like through collaboration actually from policy power side, we've been working with Value Champion for a couple of years in terms of providing the expertise on like our insurance, um, like knowledge and also like the service. Um, we found the opportunity to be able to actually expand our services that basically more than just like providing insurance protection needs. Uh, now with Value Champion, we can actually do a full financial planning because with Value Champion, we can actually advise you from loans, investment, credit cards, as well as uh, like insurance. Uh, further down, like I think for this year, we are actually looking into uh, new verticals like in terms of like expansion opportunity uh, to actually like help consumers uh, in, in the Asian market to be able to make like better decision for their financial needs. So how does, how does it work? You've gone from a very kind of niche product in InsureTech, uh, mm -hmm. which was just <clears throat> helping people understand and manage what they already had in the insurance world. Now you're going into all these broader niches. Is InsureTech still going to be the core of what PolicyPal is all about? Or do you see it becoming much more broad over time? I would say that uh, for policy power, definitely we'll still be focusing on like insure tech because we see that uh, that's actually a full like range of products that like uh, consumers are looking out for in terms of their insurance needs. Uh, but you know, like, end of the day, uh, consumer, we need to look at it from a 360 point of view instead of a product uh, point of view. So um, understanding how insurance companies have evolved over a period of time that decades ago, insurance company used to operate based on um, the departments of product basis that like, okay, this department focused on life insurance and that's all, they have customers there. Yeah, the customer there. And then like they, the customer of travel insurance is there. So basically, uh, that was how like products were like introduced and 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 offered to customers. So when first policy pass started, we wanted to consolidate in terms of looking at customer from a 360 point of view for insurance. But as we grow, what we realize is that like as a uh, like individual, other than just them looking at like protection needs, starting off with like uh, low risk, like investment products for endowment, they also want to diversify their financial portfolio. So uh, that's why we expand further. Uh, but the business itself, basically policy power continue to operate independently, same as like value champion. So there's no co-mingle in terms of like services, but then what we what we're thinking of is basically a tighter synergy where basically like people uh, who are using value champion to help them sell to understand in terms of like if they want to apply for a home loan what else do they actually need uh, so many times that when you apply for home loan you actually need to get a mortgage insurance so instead of 
like going on to the, another platform and or looking out for another service provider, uh, Policy Pal can actually offer it to you uh, in a in a probably a better better uh, like user experience and also like offering certain type of like uh, incentives for the customers. There's so many platforms out there now, uh, whether it's um, you know it's, it's a Google or a Facebook kind of big tech platform or it's the grabs and the gojeks of the world for, for ride hailing and, and other services, or it's gaming, uh, all, all kinds of platforms. Uh, how do you go about making sure that yours is, you know, essential to people and that, you know, they, um, you know, that they want to have, you know, your app on their phone uh, and, and that they go to you for other things um, as opposed to you ending up just being yet another service provider that slots into somebody else's platform? Mm -hmm. uh, well, I, I guess that like um, as the tech industry evolved and also as uh, COVID has accelerated in terms of how people look at uh, fintech offerings, intratech offerings, uh, there will be growth in terms of like um, fintech and intratech services on like the support app, such as like Grab, um, maybe like Shopee in Southeast Asia, and then in, in China, like WeChat offers like all the different services in one super app. Uh, but what we see is that like from the consumer standpoint is that when they are looking at um, products that are higher ticket value or products where they feel that they need like in-depth expertise, they tend to look for uh, brands that they kind of trust, especially for insurance is a very, very unique product, even though it's a financial services where uh, I like, like product uh, where basically you're paying, uh, you're paying uh, something that like you get that is intangible that like you will not you not be seeing the value for like a while like for general insurance products you don't see the value until like you file a claim and then for life insurance product it's your next generation or maybe if you're buying for investment which like takes 5, 10, 20 years later then you see the value it's very different so they tend to look for like a brand a platform that they trust so I would say that like for policy pal um, over the years um, in terms of like staying grounded uh, building like trust um, providing like valuable content to the consumers as well as uh, very very good partners working together with us, we managed to establish like very strong like, like relationship and trust with the customers because our customers, especially when they buy like uh, life insurance products, uh, the average size that they pay is about 40,000 uh, Singapore dollars. Um, it's almost, I think, I think, is it 200,000? Uh, Hong Kong dollars. Uh, that's for that's for for savings plan. It's the higher ticket value. But when they transact such amount, uh, they tend to look for like platforms like ours. Uh, so I would say that like there will be of course growth. Uh, in in those super app, but like. Um, like platforms like ours will continue to grow. Uh, I think. I think. How do you, in, how do you go about like attracting? You know, you mentioned Val that uh, that insurance. A lot of these policies are very slow. You know, you might buy yeah. something and and you you won't claim it for a long time. And if you're lucky, you won't claim it at all. Um, so how do you keep people engaged? How do you build that trust? And how do you make sure that people are visiting you regularly enough that you know you remain in their their consciousness? Yeah, uh, good question. So basically for, for policy power side, I think um, how we have offered the service is 
quite different that like when Polispell first launched is basically a platform that you organize your existing policies. So people have already deposited like their existing insurance policy, their data, where we actually provide value to them before we offer or sell them any products. So uh, they see the value in it, like receiving notifications of premiums payment, renewal, policy labs, as well as uh, we have included like in-game like financial quizzes to help them to understand like any new changes in terms of like their insurance policies, um, new health insurance implemented like from the government side, uh, pension scheme, etc. So they get all this information, which like it keeps them engaged. On top of that, we have also gaming the flow that like um, you can actually go in and play like uh, financial games. Uh, so with that, you can actually earn like points with the points. Like basically, we create a, an ecosystem that like, like keep you there. So you'll feel that, yeah, it's like a year later than I need to like renew my policy. But in between, like I do get like information value. And of course, like during um, pre-COVID days, um, like people in Asia love to travel so much or around the world, people love to travel so much. Travel insurance is the one that keeps them very active uh, on the app, uh, car insurance, pet insurance. So providing an all full spectrum. So that's from policy pal side. I think with this um, new acquisition of value champion, I think slightly different in the way that basically there'll be people who are looking for deals, promotions for their credit cards, uh, loans, refinancing for, for, their, for their housing, loans and, and so forth so it keeps them going back to um, like keep their finances updated knowing like what they can do um, because either way one is like they want to save money the other the other ways they want to grow money so like we provide all all this for them like on both like policy power as well as like value champion platform yeah how do you compete against the incumbents? Obviously, you're not yourself an insurance company, so you're not competing in the sense that you're not trying to sell a, a policy to somebody. But the the very large players also are trying to, you know, use they'll they'll partner with um, with outside players or they they might build their own to try to create that same kind of let's keep the customer engaged. Um, what, what's your take on just the way that you do it versus the way some of the big incumbents uh, carriers do it? Uh, you know, mm. is it quite different or are you competing in the same way? Uh, mm. Just, you know, compare, contrast a little bit. I think uh, like in, in, in this industry of being like a, a, a platform, you are kind of frenemies with your partners. Basically, uh, the big insurance companies are our like, partners providing the products. So um, instead of like competing, uh, where of course, like everyone is looking for customers, uh, we provide value in terms of like the data that we have um, aggregated uh, analyzed in terms of what like customers are looking out for uh, we tend to actually like collaborate together with them to look for uh, new type of products that we can provide exclusively to policy power customers and at the same time uh, basically we work together with them to try to actually like educate the market because end of the day uh, the real competitors are actually customers who believe that they don't need like such product, like such as they don't need any insurance and in times of need, uh, like they, they will face the challenges. So like, yeah, I say that like our competitors are not really agents or like 
incumbents is really people who just refuse to accept that like they actually need to start doing their financial planning. How's the, how do you see the evolution overall of, of I guess, the insure tech industry in Singapore, at least? Um, have you seen big changes? I mean, COVID obviously has, has accelerated so many things across the board. And you mentioned you had some, uh, what is it, 40x uh, growth rate in your user base, which is fantastic. Um, but wh where do you see InsureTech going? Is it still uh, sort of on the sidelines compared to the, the big traditional carriers? Or do you see it becoming much more prominent? And what has to happen to, to grow this industry? Uh, I would say that like the industry have evolved quite a bit. Like uh, during the early days, it will be more of like the small startups trying out different solutions from from chatbots comparison side, like to maybe like small insurance products on the blockchain and so on. There, like, like different ideas all around. Uh, but now the industry has like evolved where basically like the big tech companies are becoming fintech and insurtech. So like Grab, Shopee, um, even Google launched their Google Pay. Uh, I understand in the US, Google is looking into insurance as well. I haven't seen them doing that in Asia yet. But like, I think the shift is basically tech companies owning the customers uh, in terms of like their lifestyle cycle. Uh, they are looking to implement like such offerings to do their daily life uh, through their services that they offer on the on the big tech companies uh, platform. Uh, so InsurTech has evolved in that way, but at the same time, the big carriers are also like, like evolving. So the big carriers are having not just innovation team. Uh, so like a couple of years ago, maybe three, four years ago, there are a couple of uh, uh, insurance companies that will set up innovation team that separately from the, the, the main organization and they try to test out solutions working with like the small startups that I talk about that like basically everyone is coming out with different ideas. Uh, but now big uh, insurance companies are actually investing a lot into like uh, insurtech companies. So instead of them just trying it out, they decided to be part of like all the growth of uh, fintech and insurtech investing into insurtech companies, uh, be part of the growth uh, because now being part of the shareholder, uh, they can actually also like, like participate in it instead of like trying to grow themselves. So that's how things have evolved. But of course, it's still at a very early stage for InsurTech as compared to FinTech has evolved a lot. Uh, I guess also because the industry itself uh, is slightly much more conservative because insurance after all is risk management, right? And then like innovation is basically taking risks. So it's, it's kind of like, like against the, 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 the usual culture of like how it should be in insurance. Uh, but like, I think with the, with the regulations uh, evolving, changing, I think Hong Kong side, um, I read like papers from like Hong Kong uh, Insurance Authority has um, a big push in terms of uh, like innovation, like having digital insurer and so forth. Um, we have several now registered here. There's this yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, for 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 Singapore wise, the the regulators um uh, like uh, MAS is actually like introducing uh green finance that is supporting or ESG that is supporting like uh insurtech fintech. So um all these new initiative grants are helping the industry to move forward 
but of course, like it requires like a lot of um, uh, collaborators to come and to support in that area. And um, I guess like for us uh, as a as a as a growing startup now, part of uh, AMTD group, uh, the upside is basically we can tap into the expertise of AMTD in terms of the years of experience operating the insurance broker in the, in, in in Hong Kong, uh, as well as the years of experience that like the Hong, uh, Hong Kong investment bank team have uh, in terms of like MA strategies on how we can collaborate with more fintech insurtech partners to actually grow together because it's no longer uh, being a silo player trying to just grow by yourself uh, it's a lot more of collaborative like approach and how we can tap into each other resources to actually one plus one equals to like maybe four or five instead of like one plus one equals to two yeah yeah that's great where do you see uh, as you deepen your your um, that that communication with those consumers, uh, that conversation that you have with them, uh, do you see going more deeply into Singapore itself because that's where you've got a brand, people know you and trust. You know, you talked about trust. So um, you know, or do you see uh, with the value champion acquisition and and the work you're doing with AMTD with the app in Hong Kong, do you see your your growth path as as going? broad and and cross market and and how do you kind of think about that strategy i think our growth path will be more of like a, a across asia ideally global um i i guess like basically what we have learned uh building the company over the past six years in terms of like the technology regulations customers needs uh even though different countries have different culture as well as uh like regulations there are a lot of um like um, experience or know-how that we can actually bring across to other countries so like of course the direct one would be like hong kong market and we're also exploring like uh new markets that uh we can potentially enter uh like with collaboration together with uh maybe a local player yeah and yeah. because you're from a singapore obviously you know uh you know very wealthy uh a place um with a long-standing insurance industry do you see yourself as a natural uh player in in similar you know uh high income developed markets or is there a play for you in in emerging markets in in asean or or elsewhere um yeah that's a very good question okay so uh um what we have analyzed for intratech companies uh those are growing fast uh they tend to focus on a certain area so if let's say um you choose to focus on the emerging markets uh like though they will actually grow from say indonesia to maybe vietnam and so forth uh because they are kind of similar in terms of like the product offerings and also like the the customer demand uh for us basically uh our our expertise and as well as like in terms of like what we offer, uh, we'll we prefer to actually like target markets that are maybe I would say that um are much more mature. So like Singapore, Hong Kong are very similar, and there are also of course countries uh, across the world that uh we are exploring, but uh, at the moment right now is still in early early stage uh, discussion with those companies at a later stage, we can actually share more. Uh, so um, to answer your questions, is that like, we, I think we'll choose to focus on a strategy to target like markets that are kind of um, similar to Singapore and Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, 
Last thing I want to actually, in addition to being a co-founder, or sorry, founder and um, uh, and and CEO of of an insure tech that's that's growing fast, uh, you've also written a, a memoir about being uh, not just a founder but also a female founder in, in Singapore. Uh, had a marvelous title. Um, how that that came out right before the pandemic, I think. So tell us a little bit about the, the book, um, the feedback you've gotten, and maybe if you've got some. As a founder and an entrepreneur, uh, some lessons that you've you've onboarded since writing that book. Uh, it's been like, uh, I'll say, very rewarding to hear people writing in to me on LinkedIn because uh, I left my contact there, like on the book. So uh, there are people actually started their companies. So uh, a few of them wrote to me on LinkedIn, uh, and they happen to be female, saying that like they read the book. Uh, they actually understand in terms of like before how before you start the company what you need to look at. Um, so I wrote it based on my experience. Everyone has different experience. Uh, why I decided to like actually document down because uh, while building the company, I realized that like um, the the early stage was really very difficult for me to find out like what I have to do. I have no idea. Like I have to trial and error. Other than that, is that after a while, uh, people started approaching me asking, oh, so how do I actually register the company? How do I actually uh, like find co-founders as well as uh, engineers? Other than that, is, oh, what is like building minimum viable product? Like when do I launch? So all this basically uh, documented in the book because I wanted to like just let like people out there to know how is it like for my experience, of course, everyone could be doing it differently uh but like the feedback is that like it helped to them to actually have an overview of like how it is to get started uh but like what i've learned after writing the book is that i feel uh the more the more that um you you share uh in terms of uh, your experience uh, your expertise as long as you create value uh to to people around you to the society uh in return they actually uh will just write in or like they will actually support you in many other ways um so when i first wrote the book i didn't have like I didn't have any uh, like like plans on like how is it going to be. <laughs> uh, more of like okay, uh, since a lot of people are asking, let me just like share it with them. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Val, thank you so much for coming onto the show today. It's been a real pleasure speaking with you. Uh, congratulations on the success of Policy Pal so far, and I look forward to reading your next chapter. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Yeah, have a good day. Bye.